Hey everyone, today we are going to talk about 10 things you should be asking your realtor when they're going to list your home for sale. So let's get into it. So Kristen Bradley here, Tampa Bay Area real estate agent. Today, the 10 things that you should be asking your realtor when they're going to list your property, or if you're interviewing a few different realtors, um, real estate agents, same like kind of term, um, what you should be asking them kind of to gauge what they can do for you. So please realize that your needs are always gonna be a little bit different from every other client. So someone that just puts you in one little box, I don't like that. Because everyone should be able to deviate a little bit compared to what your needs are, because maybe your neighbors aren't the same. Maybe you need to sell faster. You know, there's little different things. So if someone's not really listening to your needs right away, just tell them to leave. Um, always just make sure they're listening to you and actually talking to you and you know they're gonna help you and that you trust them so that's a whatever but so listen to those things first um, and then you should ask everyone these 10 different things and then from you you have to see what's most important to you are these 10 things important to you are they gonna help get your home sold yes are they more important than your relationship with said real estate agent I don't know those are things that you have to determine so number one how many homes is the brokerage selling so always remember when you are hiring a real estate agent that agent is working for you but you're actually hiring their brokerage um, so sometimes you're talking to the actual broker owner which is okay ask them how many homes are they selling or how many homes are the people underneath them selling um, as a whole so just remember if you're hiring me you're hiring century 21 list with baggins why if you're hiring someone let's just say someone else they might be working for exp realty because um, that's a popular brand right now so depends on the brokerage that's who you're actually that's who you're hiring the agent's just representing the brokerage and they're also trying to represent hopefully your best interest as well so ask them how many homes are they selling like century 21 they're selling 10 to 30 homes a day. Um, remember, they have a lot of different offices throughout all of Tampa Bay. So no matter where you are, someone can always fit your needs. So it's kind of important that they have, they've been around for a long time, so they kind of have it set up where they know what they're doing to get these homes sold and to have happy sellers. Um, so that's number one. Number two, is it just the agent solo or do they have a team? And how does that affect you? So for Century 21 Bagans, I do have a team. So once we get set up, I work with you throughout the whole transaction, yes. But from our point, we get signed up, I would have someone kind of take over the paperwork side. So we don't have to kind of deal with that. And also because that's what they do day in and day out. So they have us covered. No matter what's going to happen, they're going through the timelines. They have those timelines down so they know exactly when we need something done. Inspections, appraisals, financing. And then we have another side that has just for our MLS, when we go to put things online, they are there to cover our butts to make sure we have everything signed and dotted to the T so that no one can really come back and say something to us. We already have it up front and that's what they do. So it's good to have that in place. 
Is it a bad thing when someone doesn't have it in place? Not necessarily. If someone does all of it on their own, that's okay. I would honestly, that's where I would ask them, well, how many homes are you selling? Because if they're selling a lot of homes and they're doing all of that work themselves, then you might want to ask them, well, how do you keep it under control? How am I not going to get like fall through the cracks? So as long as they have a great system in place, obviously people can make it work. So just ask those questions. Um, if they're only selling a few homes, I'm sure that they, they can handle it themselves as long as they have everything in place and ask them again, how are you going to keep up with the timelines and the you know when things have to be done and things like that because when you hire someone you really don't want to deal with that yourself that's why you're hiring a real estate agent so they can take care of that for you so ask those questions and make sure everything's in place on their side number three um how are you going to determine the price of my home so always 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 remember a real estate agent doesn't necessarily determine the price of your home we can guide you based off of market trends what sold what recently sold what's actively listing listed what's pending everything like that but we can't tell you just because we think that based off of what recently sold your home should sell for 250. yes it should sell for 250. i cannot guarantee that someone's going to come in and offer 250 for your home so don't let someone you have you're interviewing three different agents and one comes in let's say your home is worth 250 the other one says 250 but if you want to move it pretty fast you can go 245 240 so you know get multiple offers things like that and someone else comes in and says no we can get you 270 and because you think 270 well they just got me 20,000 more than the other agents why is that person coming in higher they're trying to buy your listing so they can get their sign in the yard. They get other people calling them, neighbors, maybe they wanna sell different things. They can market your property. They get buyers off your property. And then when it's not selling for the 270, then they're gonna come back and say, hey, we need a price reduction down to the 250. And then you're gonna start getting offers. So don't, don't fall for that. Someone's trying to buy your listing or the price. Look at the comps yourself. If you are too emotional about your property, maybe ask a family member who isn't that emotional or attached to your property that can just look at the numbers. Again, when you look at the comps and everything, go take a look at them. Go drive by. If you know a neighbor, ask them if you can go look inside to see their house and see how their house compares to your house. Make sure you're reasonable and you don't just fall for someone trying to buy your listing. But how do I help you determine the price? I sit down and actually look at the MLS, what recently sold, pending and listed myself. I don't just plug your house into a form and let it spit out a number. I'm actively looking. And if it's a little bit difficult, I would love to get you in the car and we'll go look at these properties together. And I will help you find the best price based off of your needs. Again, whether that's time or that's money, because those two will... It depends on what you need on how we're actually going to actively price your home. But again, that's just a little bit. Let's go into that in more detail. You can always give me a call. Number four. One, two, three, four. How are you representative? And what do I mean by that? So a lot of times you're going to see, you're going to usually sign something that says you're represented in either um, a transaction 
brokerage, so that means that they can really represent you and the buyer in the transaction. Double in the deal, which a lot of agents want, they get more of the commission or they kind of, sometimes they'll agree to you if we bring the buyer, we'll lower our commission rate by a percent or whatever it is. Um, like instead of six, they'll do five or four. So sometimes that sounds great for the seller too. They're like, oh, I'm gonna save some money. But that means there's no loyalty to you. Do some agents always operate with loyalty? I do, I mean, I'm just a loyal person. So even when I was with a transaction brokerage, I was still doing that. I was always loyal to whoever I was. And I don't really like to represent both sides of the transaction, unless it's a real easy, easy, everyone knows exactly there, this is the number, there's no concessions, there's nothing um, the home will appraise or it's a cash deal. So then it's a little bit easier, but I don't like to get intertwined with trying to mix my client's best interests with trying to put someone else that has come into the transaction and trying to fit their best interests. I'm representing my client. And so what Century 21 does is they do a single agency. So what does that mean? That means confidentiality, obedience, loyalty, and full disclosure. If you want more on that, hit me up and I'll send you a little article on that. All right, back at it. Five, number five, multiple offers. And store get, you know, depends on the price point, but within the last few years, you would usually get uh, multiple offers on your property if you were in a medium price range, um, or depending on what county you're in, say Pasco, you were in that like 120, 130. And you know, that's a good price range for first time home buyers. Even in Hillsborough County and Pinellas, when you're around like the two to 300, that's still a great price point for people to get into homes rather than renting. So you'll still get, as long as it's priced correctly, usually multiple offers or multiple people interested in your property, depending on your price point and how you play it in the pricing to begin with. But how do you do with that? So again, not always is the top price the best thing. You have to look at your terms too. So how I would handle it is we would sit down together and first, I have to know your goals. Once we, and that should have been discussed before, but we'll go through that again just to make sure it's still, is it the money you want top dollar for your home? Then that's what we're looking for in these offers. Or is it a smooth closing, no concessions, or they're gonna sign something that says if the appraisal comes in a little bit lower, do they agree to the new lower price? So there's no hassles down the line. Is it, you want to move fast? You have another home, you need to get this baby sold, so what is gonna get me there fastest? So those are the things we have to discuss. And so that's how we'll go through the multiple offers. Again, we can't just say that because someone offered 10,000 over asking that that is your best offer. Sometimes they have concessions, they need sellers closing costs, or you know, they're not gonna sign. What happens, they offered that, but the home doesn't appraise, so what does it matter? They're not gonna pay the extra 10 grand down the line because they've already said no. They're, not, they're only gonna do what it appraises for. So there's a lot of different ways to go about that. So don't get um, confused thinking that just because someone offers 10 grand over asking that that's your best offer. We will sit down and go through them step by step um, and see what's best for you. Again, at the end of the day, it's always your decision. Number six, what happens if I have a buyer? Kind of like the transaction brokerage. So. 
I signed your, we signed a listing agreement. We put your home on the market. And then for some reason, um, I marketed this and I didn't think of my buyer to begin with, but they see this home after I market it to my like email list and everything like that. And they're like, oh, I, I, I really wanna see this home and they love it. What do I do? Again, depends on the transaction. If it's a cash buyer, they have no concessions, they're not worried about an appraisal, I'll handle both of them. Because again, it's the price, they're agreeing to it, it's gonna be an easy thing. If there's back and forth, I would, depending on the situation, bring someone else in to help me with that said buyer. Because my loyalty is to you. When I signed that agreement with you, I'm loyal to you. So I want to get your best interest in this transaction. And I can't possibly do that if I'm also working with the buyer who has different best interests. And that's just honest. So I would have to bring someone in and, you know, just split the commission like we normally would. Um, so there would be no other way to really do that, in my opinion, to be honest and loyal to you. But again, if it's something that can be worked out easily, we can easily represent both and then, you know, work something out from there. Number seven, how do you pre-qualify buyers? This is a good one because anyone can really just look at your house. You have an open house, anyone can really just walk in the door. So what do you need? You need a pre-qualification. So not just like a pre-approval you can get within 10 minutes. You actually wanna to talk to these lenders, see how far they've gotten. Have they submitted all their like W-2s, tax forms into their underwriting team that said lender? How far are they? How good is their approval? Do they have a few things that they have to clear up before they can actually close on this loan? Have the conversation with those lenders. So that also plays into if you have multiple offers. You're calling those different lenders because you want to know which one is the best for that your said seller. So what can you do for that? Just give them a call. Um, even you, when you're doing like a for sale by owner, if that's the route you choose to go on, if someone brings you an offer and they give you their pre-qualification letter, call that lender and ask them, how good is this offer? How quick can they close? How, what do they need to do? Have everything been submitted or are we waiting 30 to 45 days, maybe even longer because they need to clear something up. So ask those little questions. Number eight, five, six, seven, eight escrow deposit so when you do a contract you have to put money down to kind of secure that contract it's called like an escrow deposit and it does go towards the purchase price so it's not like an extra fee that you have to pay but usually you want to get mm, again it's always going to depend on the market on the deal per se so if you have nothing no offers coming in really you're going to push for depending on your price point around three grand to get in there with your escrow deposit. It's always better to get more in your escrow deposit because that means they're more committed to your home. But as a buyer side, on that side, they're gonna push for less because if something happens and they miss a deadline, they won't lose so much money in that deposit. Because those that's why those timelines are critical because your escrow deposit either stays with the seller or it can go back to the buyer. So always pay attention to those. But it's good if you do like one up front, like let's just say it's three grand. Um, and then after the inspection period, everyone's okay with the inspection, everything is done. Then the buyer is more committed because they're still gonna go through with the loan. 
they're going to put another, let's say, three grand down, and that kind of gives you more incentive that, hey, they're really serious. So as long as the appraisal kind of comes in and their financing is good to go, we're going to close on this home and I can get ready to move and pack. But the higher, the better, always, because it just, that means they're more committed. They don't want to lose that money either, usually. They don't want to lose that money. So the more, the better, but sometimes you you can't be too picky if your home is not getting a lot of traffic or it's overpriced and you found someone that's willing to pay your overpriced, whatever it is. Sometimes you beggars can't be choosy, but if you can, the more, the better. Um, number nine, we're almost at 10. So five, nine. Um, how long is suitable for a buyer to get loan approval? So kind of essentially, how long is it gonna take for said buyer to get approved by the lender and then be able to close on my home? So going back to my other point, we should really get these buyers into underwriting already. So it depends on how serious they are of buying a home. Some people are like ready within two weeks, they just need their appraisal because they've been looking and they have everything with underwriting there pre-approved and pre-qualified and everything. They're ready to go. That just needs to find the perfect home and appraise for the right price and they're ready. So usually, but the lender should tell us because some people, they should be good to go within 30 to 45 days. You should really be closing on your loan within 30 days as long as that buyer is ready to go. Um, it should really take longer than that nowadays unless something comes up with the appraisal or inspection. But with that being said, if someone has a few dings on their credit <clears throat> and they find your house and you're willing to work with them, then it might take a little bit longer. But again, it all depends on your needs as a seller on what we can work with and what we can't work with. Number 10, and the biggest one, which everyone always wonders and asks, and the big thing nowadays with internet and social media, how are you going to market my property? <clears throat> well, <laughs> since they've been doing this Century 21 for a long time now, and they kind of have their systems in place. Um, they have it down pat. That's why they're selling 10 to 30 homes a day. So obviously you're going on the MLS. Every brokerage should, should, should always be putting you on the MLS. And from there, you're syndicated to all the top websites, Zillow Realtor, homes.com. I mean, there's so many little different ones too. If you search your address, it should come up. And then with Century 21, you're gonna get a personalized website um, with that address as well for marketing. You get a video YouTube. Always, 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 always make sure someone is using a professional photographer to take pictures of your home. If they walk in, I'm filming right now with my phone. I can take like little snippets, like coming soon photos. Great, those are great to get out and pre-market and hey, if anyone's interested, we don't have to spend time showing this for a few weeks through unqualified buyers, you know, little things like that. So, but if they're gonna post photos on the MLS and it's gonna be all over the internet, make sure they're using a professional photographer. I just don't understand, you as a seller do not demand, you have to demand these things. Ask them, who are they using? Professional photography, even if you are doing it for sale by owner, do it if you're committed and you're serious. It's like, you can find a great one between $100 and $200. And you get at least 30 photos. Some will do drones, they get your top. 
someone even do like a little walkthrough video for you. I mean, it's reasonably priced for how much you're going to make on your home. If you can't afford it or whatever the reason, come on guys, 100 to 200, you have to get these professional photos done. Um, it helps sell a home. Again, what people see on the internet nowadays, that's how they're going to find your home is on the internet. So every, you have to be present everywhere on the internet. You have to be on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter sometimes, depending on the demographics, LinkedIn. And how are you going to, as how is your listing agent going to promote this with crappy photos or not edited like great photos or drone photos or video footage? <clears throat> how are they going to promote this? How is it going to attract someone? When you're looking at a home, what attracts you the most at first is the photos of that home. And then you're going to look at the price and see it doesn't match what you think it should be based off the photos. Finishing up point number 10. This technology sometimes I tell you so I kind of went on a rant get professional photography use an agent who uses professional photography but on the rest of that so what do you want to do to market your home besides being everywhere on the internet Facebook you need to do Facebook ads to generate as many possible people to see your home as you can um, everywhere so you want to do YouTube videos like I'm doing right now um, all those type of things. You obviously want to call the neighborhood, call everywhere around there, follow up on all the leads that come through with a query about the property for one, because some agents don't answer their telephone. Um, and then you need to, you can go door knock plus call. Um, if you're going to be doing open houses, pluses and negatives about all of that. Um, I can do another video on just open houses. Um, but you want to go and, you know, talk to the neighbors because sometimes they have people coming in and they want them to live in the same neighborhood. So ask them. It's a good place to start. Um, you never stop marketing. But at the beginning, if you're not getting enough traction off of all of these marketing avenues, again, Century 21 already has these systems in place. That's why they're able to sell the 10 to 30 homes a day because we plug it right in and it's ready to go this system already is working. So if you're not getting enough traction, it usually has to do about the price of your home versus the condition of your home. And those are things that we have to discuss, but has to be marketed everywhere on the internet. Um, depending on the price point, maybe luxury homes can get into like a luxury home magazine, but you, if someone's talking about a newspaper, kick them out of your house. Um, and not the internet and they're not doing videos and they're not don't use them um, but a little tidbit I'm adding one little extra point so I had 10 things you should ask one other one so 11 do they have an in-house attorney why is this important um, because things happen and you need to have someone in place to protect you so it's good to have your brokerage has their own in-house attorney so that they are able to have things in place to protect you. But also the title companies, a lot of times they have um, like partnerships with real estate attorneys. So they're able to, you know, make sure they're triple checked on their side too when they're going to give a clear and clean title or their part ownership. So it's going through the attorney anyways, and they're able to be there as a standby to call if you have any questions about it. Cause you never know what will come up in a transaction 
it's great if they all want 100% smooth and you just put it on the MLS and all home sold. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs>